the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Cornerstone Radio with Pastor John, Pastor Ed, and Blaine Nurse, where they encourage you to think big and act bigger. Along with your help, Cornerstone Transitional Housing is here to break the cycle of homelessness in the greater San Diego area, restore hope, and help men and women regain control of their lives. As long as poverty, injustice, and inequality persist, none of us can truly rest. Now, here are your hosts of Cornerstone Radio, Pastor John, Pastor Ed, and Blaine Nurse on K-Praise. Good evening and welcome to Cornerstone Radio. I'm Pastor John Simon along with Pastor Ed Brody and Blaine Nurse from Cornerstone Transitional Housing. If this is your first time you ever joined us at Cornerstone Radio, our mission is to break the cycle of homelessness and to help men and women. Hey, folks, we're glad to have you with us tonight. We're going to have a great topic. Um, I'm really excited about it. It's going to be on which desires do you have? So, Ed, Blaine, how are you guys doing? Pretty good. Yeah, doing great. Good. Always excited about the uh, the show and uh, God's Word. Yeah, it's going to be a great topic tonight. I'm interested to see where God puts, uh, where the Spirit has touched your hearts and what scripture you're going to use. I know I got mine. Hey, uh, would you like to tell the audience of any um, reports that you had out there last week? In that? Uh, yeah, we had, uh, we had quite a few people out there uh, at the park. This, we have a lady who brings uh, soup, yeah. and usually it covers both places. But uh, boy, there were so many people out there at that first place. We just we got to the bottom of the pan. Uh, but uh, a lot of things going on. Yeah, and uh, I, you know, it's it's kind of one of those times of years when we've tried to get people in off the street and into hotels, and the hotels are so booked we can't even get people off the street. Yeah, that's due to uh, the fact is uh, they have, uh, when it comes to bad weather like that, uh, cities and um, other agencies will do the couch uh, hotel vouchers and start putting men and women there because the weather drops so cold. I don't know how they can do it, be out there, folks. It's just it's cold out there where we're out there during the day, let alone being out there at 38 degrees and all that. But anyway, um, yeah, they, they pass out the hotel vouchers, and we try to get people in there. Um, and that's so, yeah. And you know what? It was uh, it was a great uh, weekend. There was a lot of prayer going on. Yeah. Um, Joe and Nancy and Little Angel, their son, came out to say hi to us. And oh, that cool. was a real blessing. And they're, they're doing really well. Folks, they, they were homeless, and um, they're into a home now, and they're doing better. So we're really glad to see that they're okay. And um, and unfortunately, too, folks, I've, I don't know if you're aware of when they do these hotel vouchers, sometimes they try to put them into a standard period of time, and they try to work with them. But um, a lot of places can only put them in for a short period of time, and then they're back out in the streets. So it's a revolving door in some ways, and it's kind of sad. It's really sad to see that. But, yeah, I'm really excited, guys. How about yourself? Blaine? Very. You know, i got to say, folks, I did miss being out there, and I miss being out there. You know, it seems like uh, we're, all, we're on the move. We're, 
we're going places and we got a lot of responsibilities and uh, some playtime also. But yeah, I miss not being there. I'm sure you guys were blessed. Well, yeah. we'll have you this weekend with us. So, um, I mean, yeah, we'll have you out there with us. So, absolutely. Um, okay. Well, you guys ready to get into the topics? Sure. Okay. Sure. All right, folks. Again, uh, this, today, uh, tonight's uh, topic is which desires do you have? And I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to start off in Ephesians 4, 22 and 23. And this is what, I, um, what the scripture says. Throw off your uh, throw off your own sinful a uh, sinful nature and your former way of life, which is corrupt by lust and deception. Instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. I really like that uh, scripture because it's right down to the point. Mm-hmm. You know, this is what you got to do. Let's do it and let's move on and let's get onto that path what God has mm-hmm. chosen for you. And this is what I wrote down. And my I wrote down. Giving in to desires for the wrong things always leads to uh, disappointments. But the desires to pursue a relationship with God will bring internal satisfaction. And I totally believe that because when we're on that walk with God and we're asking for God's will and not of our own because we lean to do um, either could be selfishness in that ways uh, or, or misleads us down another path. And that's why... I, I I got I wrote this down um, to start us off with. I wrote, "Wicked people desire evil," and I got that out of Psalms thirty six verses one through four. And this is what it says: it "says Sin whispers to the wicked deep within their hearts. They have no fear of God at all. In their blind concept, they cannot see how wicked they really are. Everything they say is crooked and deceitful." They refuse to act wisely or do good. Verse 4, they lie awake at night, hatching sinful plots. Their actions are never good. They make no attempt to turn from evil. And I think that sums that up pretty well, you know. And Because, yeah. um, you know, when you're on that path, you, you, you're in the cares of the world. You're just a part of the world, and, and and that's how devil gets a hold of people. They you know they just he just grabs them and leads them onto those paths of destruction, and that's exactly what it was. But I had another one, which is in Psalms forty-two uh, verses one and two, and this is what I wrote: We should desire to know God, and I based that, like I said, I based that on Psalms forty-two verses one and two, and then here it goes: As the deer longs for streams of water, so I long for you, O God. I thirst for God, the living God. When can I go and stand before him? And, you know, and that's on the day that you gave your life to the Lord, that you can go to boldly to the throne of grace, which is so mm-hmm. great for what Jesus has done for us and the grace of God. And we can have a, a, a great conversation with the Lord. You know, I remember when I, well, you know, you know, when you sin, it's hard to go up in front of God sometimes and say, you know what, man, I really blew it. But you know what? That's a relieving thing when you can go to God and say, hey, Lord, you know who I am. You know how I'm made. You know what happened. But this is what I've done. You know, correct my path. Help me to strengthen me to do that. And that's where you get the one-on-one with God again. And and, and we're not – he knows what we've done, okay? He yeah. knows our thoughts, right? Yeah. So why shouldn't we go to him? And then um, I wrote down this one. This was number uh, three that I wrote down. Sinful desires should not have a home with God. And I based that on 1 Peter 1, 
chapter 1, verse 14. And it says here, So you must live as God's obedient children. Do not slip back into your old ways, living to satisfy your own desires. You don't. You did not know any better than that. Wait, excuse me. You did not know any better than. Again, if we're not careful, it's very easy to slip back into old ways that you used to be. That's why God always says, "Keep our eyes on heaven, on the heavenly heavens, you know, and on Him." That way, we don't slip into our own desires because devil's very good the way he tricks us up. I wrote down the next one, Believer's Desire to Do God's Will. And I based that on 1 Peter 4.2. And that states here, You won't spend the rest of your lives chasing your own desires, but you will be anxious to do the will of God. So, if you are doing God's will and you desire to be with God, right there will tell you, the Holy Spirit will tell you, Hey, look, chase after me, stay with God, don't chase after you. You know, the thing is, um, if you're really walking with God and um, and that when you commit sin, the Spirit convicts you right then and there. Oh, yeah. Uh, you, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know right when you've done it. You know. <clears throat> sometimes you even know before you even say a word, right? Because you're saying, nah, I'm not going to say that. That's going to be bad. So God's there. I love the way God has his way. So um, on the next one I have, I said, God's children desire to obey God. And where I based that on was on First John chapter 2 verses 3 to 6 and this is what it said verse 3 and we can be sure that we know him if we obey his commands verse 4 if someone claims i know god but does not obey god's command that person is a liar and is not living in the truth verse 5 but those who obey god's word truly show how completely they love him that that is how we know we are living in him Verse 6, last one. Those who say they live in God should live their lives as Jesus did. And what a role model that is, guys. Um, I know that I try to base my life on the way to live with Jesus and the way he, he does, the way he acts and stuff. And it's a very, it's kind of hard. It's, it's not an easy life to live, you know, like that. But you know what? It's rewarding. And the rewards are is that God blesses us, we, and then we can bless others. And you know that. So, I'm happy, and that's what God put on my heart, folks. And I hope I'm going to see what God's put on Ed's and Blaine's. So let's see what you got, guys. Yeah, well, I, you know, I take a little different look at some of this stuff than uh, than most people, and and I've had discussions over this. But you know, uh, when people start saying if you sin, you're going to hell, Paul writes that. If you read just sections, but if you read his all of his writings, you find out that he really didn't believe that either. When we come to Christ, we carry a lot of baggage with us. Uh, if you could just dump it all and, and be like him, boy, what a great life. I knew a couple that did that. They gambled, they drank, they did probably all the things that God said not to do. When they came to Christ, all of that disappeared. And she used to get on me because people would say, how do you get through this? I said, day by day. you got to work on it day by day instant by instant when th- uh, uh, things happen you got to work your way through it and she would get mad at me and she'd say well boy we did it everything just disappeared i said you know i envy you mm-hmm. but that's not the way most people get through this Absolutely. you come into christ with a baggage with a, a, a suitcase and it's full of sin and what you have to do is open that suitcase and start tossing this stuff out one at a time 
And it's the Holy Spirit that points out and says, okay, that's the next thing to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so coming to this point of, of uh, what our denomination calls entire sanctification, some call, call it baptism of the Holy Spirit, whatever you want to call it, when you come to that point of total surrender, it's taken a process to get there. And what we tend to forget is that we got to think about that process. So when Paul writes, if you do this evil, you're going to go to hell, you got to understand, he's saying, if you're doing this evil and you're not stomping uh, and it becomes your way of life, yeah, you're not really saved. You're not really uh, in tune with the Holy Spirit, which makes your relationship a question. Yeah. So I want to I want to take a look at Galatians uh, chapter five, and it's a good place because he he talks about both Kelly both uh, sides of this fence as we uh, say a new believer that comes to Christ, and I'll be in uh, chapter five uh, starting at verse sixteen, and it says, "So I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives, then you won't be doing what your sinful nature." Uh, the book says craves, but the uh, the same thing or uh, uh, desires are the are the same word. What your nat- what your sinful nature desires, and he goes on in seventeen. The sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the spirit wants. And the spirit gives us desires that are opposed to what the sinful nature nature desires. These two forces are constantly fighting each other, so you are not free to carry out your good intentions. So what he's saying is we're going to be tempted to do things that are wrong. And unfortunately, we will fall to temptation at times. That's why God has given us forgiveness. So when you sin, it's not a condemnation to hell. When you sin, the Holy Spirit's going to remind you, hey, you need to you need to take, get this taken care of. Mm-hmm. And so you go to God, I go to Jesus, and you ask forgiveness for your sin. But it doesn't mean you're not going to be doing those things. So when we get down here, um, see if I can find it here. Uh, uh, verse, tw- uh, verse 20, for instance, it says, uh, uh, I'm sorry, verse 19 says, when you follow the desires of your sinful nature, the results are very clear. Sexual immorality, impurity, uh, lustful pleasures, and it goes on through verse 20 and 21, listing all these things. And then at the end it says, let me tell you again, as I have said before, that anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. If you're living that kind of life, that's true. But it doesn't mean you're not going to get involved in some of this in the process. And I guess what I'm saying is our desires can be to please God, but we have this sinful nature that's going to keep jumping in there and getting us into wrong areas. And uh, we just need to be careful. And like you you had mentioned, the Holy Spirit convicts you when you do those. If you've yeah. given your life to Christ, the Holy Spirit's going to convict you, which should be enough to go to Christ and say ask and ask for forgiveness, but we don't always do that. <laughs> Sometimes we live in our sin, and that's not good. But it doesn't mean that you're not, that you're not saved. And so I, I just want to make a point out there: if if you sin now and then, don't get discouraged. You turn to Christ and ask forgiveness, and 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 you start fresh. 
And that's what you've got to remember. But don't start thinking you're going to live a life without doing any of this stuff. Right. Yeah. Satan's got a very strong hold because he knows all of our weak points. He knows what buttons to push, and he's going to push them. And we're going to fall for them. And we're going to do things that really we are really sorry we did. And that's actually okay because the next step is to turn back to Christ and ask forgiveness and get mm-hmm. it done with. Right. So even though our desires may be to please God— we're also going to be doing things to please our sinful nature. You, you know, Ed, and, and I, I'm just sorry about interrupting you, but yeah. you know what? That's the thing about it. A lot of people get into this, say, I can't live this life. I can't do this. I always sin. And I'm falling short of this. It's not religion. It's a relationship. Amen. And so I just want to say that, but I'm sorry. Yeah, I've been I've been preaching that for a number of years now, and it's finally gotten to be popular. You know, <laughs> yeah. People tell me, well, what church you go to doesn't make any difference. I believe in Christ. That's yeah, what I, have a, I have a relationship with them. That's yeah, exactly. my relationship's not with the church. Well, it is with the church, but my it, it, relationship's with Christ right. and then into the church. Fellowship, but, yeah. So that's what we have to con- be concerned with. And uh, it's not religion. It's not church. It's a relationship with Christ, and that's what we're talking about. What is what is what is your desires? You have desires of serving God, of Jesus, right. of of doing the things He desires for your life, of doing what He His will is. Right. So that's where your relationship is. Absolutely. But, but again, like I say, we're not perfect, and we still have this sinful nature. We have the Holy Spirit that'll help us through it. But we will have that sinful nature till we go to heaven. Yes. And we just have to understand we're going to have to deal with it. We, what? we fail. We go to Christ. He lifts us up, and we start fresh. Absolutely. And you know what? We can base that off of King David. Here's a man who had a heart after God, and God said that. And guess what? Look at the sins that he did. But he knew what repentance was. He knew he when sure he did. got down on his knees mm-hmm. and said, God, you know, I really, really messed up. And you know what? And that's what God calls for, yeah. heart after his. So, God, Ed, I loved it. I loved okay. it. My, my last thing is just make sure your desires are to please God, and you and God will take care of the rest. <laughs> that's a good sum up. I think we could end there. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Blaine, go, we'd like to hear what you got to say now. Well, I love I loved listening to you guys, and I love God's Word. I got a huge smile. I bet people even over the radio can hear that I've got a large smile on my face. Um, one of the things, is, as you guys have gone through the scriptures you were going through, is, is that, man, we are going to sin. Mm-hmm. Um, but as with, the, with the, um, the example of King David is, folks, it comes at a cost. It comes at a cost. We're forgiven, but man, when we decide to make that that bad choice, our God, our Father, our loving Savior is not out to stomp us out. But because of our decisions and because the things that we do, there's a consequence. And, um, you know, we have that freedom, but man, oh man, oh man, we get that consequence once in a while, and it's like, man, I don't want to do that again. You know, yeah, and so it's it's it is his love. Remember, there's a song that says that it's his love that that leads us to repentance. Uh, but I've got to, I, I love this one, you guys. I'm going to read to you out of Romans six. I'm going to read eleven through fourteen. So there's a little space here, and hopefully I can read it well for you. And it says, verse eleven says, likewise, you also reckon yourselves to be dead indeed to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus our Lord. And then verse 12, therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal bodies, that you should obey it 
in its lusts. And then 13, it says, And do not present your members as instruments of unrighteousness to sin. Here we go, you guys. But present yourselves to God as being alive from the dead and your members as instruments of unrighteousness to God. Just like you guys said, we've got to give it to God. And then verse um, 14 really spells it out very nice. It says, For sin shall not have dominion over you, for you are not under the law, but under grace. So Amen. that explains it so well. And, and, you know, God's Word is so alive. And i got to tell you guys, I love doing these studies with you because we get a different take. I mean, God's Holy Spirit seems to round us about. Yes. And, and we get that take. And I really enjoy hearing what you guys have to say, which is truly out of the Word of God. Um, and we've got examples. The whole Bible is an example. Paul is an example. You know, he says he does the things he doesn't want to do, but the things he wants to do, he does. And so there is this constant battle. And I think for all of us to, to grow from this and our, our, our family that's listening right now, our audience, is, you know what, we're going to sin. But let's present our bodies as a living sacrifice. We're the temple of the Holy Spirit. And let's let God. You know what, you know what happens when, when we're obedient, you guys? God produces fruit. Absolutely. There's times, you guys, I'm I'm in a desert season, and there's times when I'm in a desert season, I'm like, Lord, you're not producing any fruit. What am I doing? And and he'll make things very clear. And then we start praying for him to actually produce spiritual fruit through our lives, and doors start just slinging open. I mean, it's just amazing. And then I've got one more scripture I want to share with you guys. Um, I'm going to take it out of the Old Testament. The Old Testament gives a a lot of information about what we need to do. And I'm going to read to you verse um, out of 1 Kings chapter 3. I'm going to read verse 12 through 14 if I can. Here we go. Verse 12 says, Behold, I have done according to your words. See, I have given you a wise and understanding heart, so that there has not been anyone like you before you, nor shall like you arise after you. God speaking to Solomon. And I have also given you what you have not asked, both riches and honor, so that there shall not be anyone like you among the kings all the days, for all the days. And then verse 14, this is huge. It says, So... If you walk in my ways to keep my statutes and my commandments as your father David walked, then I will strengthen your days. He will give us long-lasting days, you guys. I mean, look what he did with Solomon. We know that God graciously gave King Solomon everything. And, um, and then even King Solomon went into so many snares and so many traps. And so the bottom line for me, folks, is as we, as we are obedient to God— he is so faithful and true. He's always faithful and true, but he will produce the fruit. We're here to be little lights. We're, we're little Christ, Christians, little Christ. We want to share. We want to share his word. He's given us the keys to the kingdom of God. And I just, I, I'm with you guys. I believe sin gets in the way. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, we can confess that sin. He'll give us the strength. There's so many times myself, there's times where each and every one of us, we do not have the strength but through prayer, through his word, through fellowship, and even our pastors, whoever's in our life, um, if we go to them, um, he's going to give us the strength. Absolutely. I love it, Blaine. You know, and that's what it is. Um, God, you know, when you sin, this is a point that God can use you and work in you to change your life. Mm-hmm. And you know what? And we see that through the Old Testament. You've seen how many times Israel messed up and God 
said, I am done. And then he gave, he gave mercy and again and again. So, folks, I don't know if this message was meant for somebody that's out there in the world and maybe they're going, their life ain't going the way they want to. And maybe you want to donate, um, dedicate your life back to the Lord. And maybe you yeah. haven't dedicated your life to the Lord and you would like to do that. Hey, Ed, I'm going to ask you to do the sinner's prayer, and, and maybe someone might want to give their life to the Lord so or rededicate it. Sure. So would you want to go ahead and do that? I will do that. It's based on uh, we, we, when we do the sinner's prayer, we base it, we base it on uh, Romans chapter uh, 10, verses 9 and 10. Yes. If you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord, you're going to be saved. But it goes on even farther, and it says, if you believe in your heart that God raised you from the dead, so it's a belief and it's a faith, mm-hmm. and this belief and faith is what uh, helps you to be want or in, helps you in your desire to confess your sins and be right with God. So if you're out there and you and you really want to be saved, all you have to do is call upon on Jesus, tell Him, Lord, here I am. You know my sins, save me, and then repeat this prayer. Father, we come before you, and I just thank you for the opportunity to confess my sin. I thank you for dying on the cross for me so that I can confess my sins. My desire is to do your will. My desire is to, that my uh, uh, desires would be your desires, Father. And I just ask you to fill me with the Spirit and just help me uh, gain control and get back into a relationship with you. And I ask it all in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. How beautiful. I hope uh, I hope that would be an encouragement to you folks out there that we all know that we all sin at times, but God is a very merciful and loving God, and um, and we know that we have an advocate. He's a mediator. says there's only one God and one mediator between man and God, and that is who? Christ Jesus. Amen. So, folks, um, if you haven't had a relationship, reach out to him and talk to him. Um, your life will never be the same. Remember, folks, it's a relationship not a religion amen so hey guys welcome you know thank you for all what you guys your scriptures were good i really love this time folks we'd like to give a shout out to our sponsors javier at sombreros hey javier thank you for you and your family helping us feed the homeless tim and jeremy over at skyline hey guys thank you for helping us kim and Anna over at Goodwill. Hey, thank you for the clothing that we and the blankets and all that we can give to the homeless out there. And Stephen Forsythe at Elko and Wesleyan Church. Hey, thank you, Steve, for all what you do. Folks, I hope this has been encouraging tonight for you in the Word. And I just ask that God will bless you and may you have a great night. And thank you. Thank you for joining us on Cornerstone Radio with Pastor John, Pastor Ed, and Blaine Nurse, where they encourage you to think big and act bigger. Join us again next week at this same time as we work together to break the cycle of homelessness, restore hope, and help men and women regain control of their lives. Your generosity, philanthropy, and charitable contributions are always welcome and remarkably make a positive impact on the lives of those in need every day. Take part in making a difference by visiting cornerstonetransitionalhousing.org. That's cornerstonetransitionalhousing.org. This has been Cornerstone Radio with Pastor John, Pastor Ed, and Blaine Nurse on K Praise. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.